I see the Lord. Today, I want to give exhortation on excellent spirit. I remember in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20, verse 27, if you put that up real quickly. Apostle Paul said, I do not shun to declare unto you all the counsel of God. For I have not shown to declare unto you all the counsel of God. We see in the scriptures, in the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verse 3, where the story about Daniel was mentioned. He said he had excellent spirit. And that's what I want to talk about today. Excellent spirit. And knowing that all of us that are here, many of us are from the third world countries. I want to more or less give some testimonies, also talk about some stories in the scriptures. And what does it mean, excellent spirit? In, this, in America here, they will call it work ethic. Work ethic. Starting from the story of, the, of Daniel in the Bible. You will see in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, Daniel by this time was kind of an old person, but we know from the lessons we have learned from the stories of Daniel that he conducted himself with some behaviors in this practice of working for the king that he was working for, which we will call work ethic. We have Talk about that many times in many areas. How Daniel proposed in himself to, to not defile himself. And that was part of the work, part of what, it, what gave him the wisdom. But what I'm trying to talk about is this excellent spirit that was, that was mentioned about Daniel. So then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to, to set him over the old realm. So just think of yourself, many of us from other countries, and you are employed in a place, and you are, you are an employee, but um, around you are people that are citizens of that same place, of that country. But if you have an excellent spirit, you may be promoted above these citizens. Excellent spirit in your work now. I'm talking about your work ethic. And this is what they are reporting, what was reported about Daniel. And I'm going to give some key points in the Bible of people like that. Because we read the stories of these men, and sometimes we thought, oh, God simply chose them and separated them from the rest of the crowd. That was why they were this, that was why they were having this promotion. But see, they showed some ethics. They showed some behaviors. Even when they were servants. What is a servant? Employee. You are a servant, somebody. We, most of us are here, are employees. And if you are an employer, there are some other ethics you must add to your behavior that will make the favor of God be upon you. 
And what we are seeing is excellence, which is the favor of God. And I'm talking, starting from the story of Daniel, they talk about excellence to the point that the king wanted him to be in charge of everything. Well, you, you could have said, well, he was immigrant, or not even an immigrant. Daniel was a, a slave from Judah. But he conducted himself well and behavior, and the king noticed that well, he was one of the presidents. But what is, what is this behavior that you and I should add, if you are not already adding to it, to your lifestyle that will make you stand out? And you are not doing eye, eye service either. You know, there's an, what they call eye service. When you see the boss is coming, you behave as if you are the best. No, they can see through those facade, what people call it. You must do it as unto the Lord. That is, the, I'm going to list some key things in the end of this sermon that will show what are the steps which you have to manifest this excellent spirit. The first thing I want to point out to you and me is the fact that the scripture said, we, every one of us, we are all serving the Lord. You and I, you are serving the Lord God. You say, well, I'm just a driver. I drive taxi. And you never realize you're actually serving the Lord. Oh, well, I'm a student. As a student, you're actually serving the Lord. I remember somebody was given a scholarship. One of my daughters, given a scholarship by a government department. And they gave, him, uh, gave her this scholarship to go to school. When you are not in school, you should be working. Which means, when she was in the college studying, she was an employee for that, for that department. So, as a student, you are also serving the Lord. That's what I'm trying to point out. God put Adam here on this planet and gave him a charge. Tend the garden. That was his physical work. But God can tell if you are not tending the garden wholeheartedly. God can tell. God can tell whether you are lazy. God can tell. Because he sees what you cannot, what everybody is not seeing. So when we are saying that you are serving the Lord, the Bible said it that promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west. Psalm 75 verse 6. Psalm 75 verse 6. Promotion cannot commit neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south, not from the east, not from the east, not from the south. So it has to be from somewhere else. Also. The next verse 7 said, because God dwells in the north, but God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another. Praise the Lord. So God is the one that is going to promote you, not your employee, not your employer. God is the one that promotes people, even when you are doing your job, what we call employment. So, but that excellent spirit can easily be identified when you are serving the Lord with your whole heart. You are serving the Lord with your whole heart. That's what I want to point out. So, the first thing we are going to point out is that you and I, whatever you are doing, you are doing it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Put that one up, please. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. 
This is how Apostle Paul put it. And whatsoever you do, so what are you doing? Students, you are still learning. He said you are doing it as well. Do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. So you see this exhortation, that's why I say I will not shun to give, to declare unto you all the counsel of the Lord. At my age, I'm in the retirement phase. Retirement phase. So then and I could see all around the landscaping and see many people that are younger generation. Now, everything I record that I preach is for the, I also put it on the radio. And I look over the landscape, or even back into many countries. I, Nigeria, for example, I saw the churches packed full with younger generation. People in their 20s, in their 30s, people in their 40s. And I got concerned. I said, oh my God. I hope these people are not just going to these churches looking for a prophet to do signs and wonders. So that's why I said this excellent spirit, this is one of the things that make Daniel to be great. From a slave, he became the president ruling almost the whole nation, not the whole nation, the whole world, under the king of Persia. And the king of Persia said, well, I, want, I want to make Daniel to be in charge of everybody instead of just being one of the three. It's an excellent spirit. But what is this? It's not just that Daniel has the Holy Spirit. Not just the Holy Spirit. It's the work ethic that they call excellent spirit. I'm going to step aside from Daniel. Let's talk about King David. See, when God is choosing people, God looks deeper into you and looks at something inside you. And God can see that. And God can say, I want this one because he has an excellent spirit. God talked about Joshua and Caleb. He said, these two people, they have a different spirit compared to the rest of the Hebrews that left Egypt. What does God mean by a different spirit? He said, excellent spirit. God can see deeper than what you are portraying. And that excellent spirit is what I'm trying to point out. And I will give some key examples, what can be, how, how you cultivate this excellent spirit. Take an example of the story of King David. First Samuel chapter 17. Verse 34. The first Samuel chapter 17 verse 34. Let's go to the story of David and said, this is what David was saying to King Saul in the day when he came to fight against Goliath. You all know the story. But look at what he said. David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. His father's sheep. His father's sheep. You all, many of you can come from Africa, Nigeria, for example, where I came from. There is a way of talking that people said, Ogota, Ogota. Owala, Rakwe means whether the boss made profit or not, the salary of the employee must not diminish. That's a mentality that is wrong. The mentality that is wrong. I mean, they, are, they don't care whether the boss, that is the company, in their case, in their own many places in Africa, it is the government. They are working for the government. They say whether the government profited, made a profit or not, does not matter to them. 
as long as their own salary does not diminish. That is a wrong mentality. Here is David telling you that it's not my father's sheep. It's my sheep. Amen. That's what he's saying there because it's, it took charge. It's his responsibility. He said, thy servant kept his father's sheep and there came a, a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. Verse 35. Next verse. What did he say is in the next verse? And I went after him, after the lion, after the bear. He didn't say, my father's sheep. And said, father, 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 some lion has come to take your sheep. No, he took responsibility. That's my sheep. So you see now, you can you see how that completely separate from whether the profit, whether the boss profit or not, my, my salary must not diminish that mentality that many of us lived or raised with when we're back in the third world countries. And some of those plagued the third world countries. He said, I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. In short, David was saying, this is my responsibility. I like how somebody said, not under my watch. So that is a excellent spirit, a mindset that says this boss job is my job. This is my responsibility. I worked for a company when I was even in Nigeria in those days. It was not, it was not really a work. I just went on an internship. And the first thing that I noticed in that company, it was actually IBM Nigeria in those days. I was there for summer vacation, my last summer vacation in the college. And something caught my attention. That was the policy they have laid down for those, their engineers. The engineer I worked, went with was to go to a bank, the IBM machine, you all know, know this big machine, fill all your room. And the way that engineer was talking to the bank officials that told, called him that there was a problem also, they called him to come and fix this problem. He was, and I was following him as an intern, just learning what, how did they do this thing. This man stole the bank employees as if it was his machine. I was scratching my head. You are working for IBM. This is not your machine. That was the mentality they cultivated in those engineers. These are Nigerians. So when we say this thing, is, it's not permitting the old society. Some people have that mentality of, the boss profit or no profit doesn't matter to them. But see, that was a wrong mentality. But these guys that were working for IBM Nigeria in those days, they took that machine as their machine. I said, well, I will fix it. Don't worry about it. I will fix it. And I was scratching my head and I was so confident. He was not just confident. He was just taking charge that whatever it takes, he will fix that IBM mainframe machine. So that is the mindset that made me to say, hey, from that time forward, when I went to college, I went back to college and I reported that, and I took that as my mentality also. That whatever you are doing, whatever they put you in charge of, it is your responsibility. Not the mentality that some of us, some of the other people in Nigeria had then that say, well, the boss made profit or not, their salary will not diminish. That is what I'm trying to point out. And this is the example I saw in the King David in this utterance before Saul, when he said, it is my father's sheep, but when a lion or a bear came and took one, 
I went after it. So he took charge of that. That is the first thing we should take note of. And look at what the Bible says, Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Gospel of Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It's another way the Lord put it to us. The Lord said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Verse 11. Let's keep on reading. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, that includes everything, your employment, your business, or business you are doing for somebody else. If you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, you see, then we say unrighteous man, we are talking of the making money, because when you are employed, you are talking of making money also. So if you are not faithful, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Now you can see why God can go and call King David when he was just a man that was standing his father's sheep. If he's so committed to his father's sheep, God said, now I want this one to come and be the king over my sheep. Because the Holy Spirit was God's sheep. God saw a different attitude. He said, I want this one, this boy, to come and be the king, the shepherd for my sheep, God's sheep. So, think about that. So, that is what he's saying. If you are unfaithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? So, think about that, you students, because this is the thing I have passed down to those who are listening to me over the years, especially my children. Especially my children, because they are the first, the first line of uh, listeners. That you can, you, can, you can make your life, you can make your way by just your attitude, your lifestyle, your, your taking charge. Make sure you are serving the Lord, because that's how the Lord says it. Everything you are doing, you do it as if you are doing it for the Lord and not for the boss, not for your mom, not for your dad. It's for the Lord. And he can see your heart. We cannot see your heart. So when we are teaching you, actually, you, now this is for you, children. When your parents are teaching you and you say, yes, mom, yes, dad, and then you are no more, your parents are not there and you are going to be talking to somebody. Remember, you are not serving your mom, your dad, who is not the other pastors. You are serving the Lord, who is seeing all things. So now you see, everything we are saying has to do with, because everything, he created human beings here, and he just said, this world is the field. This is the field. And he put the first man, Adam, here, and everyone that is following Adam, since then, we are all tending the garden. We are all serving the Lord. Whatever is your own profession, whatever is your profession, even if you are just to be sweeping the streets, you are serving the Lord in this field that is this world that he created for man. So remember that that is the key thing that once you set up your mind that I'm serving the Lord, then you have to do it because he sees your heart. He says, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Now, I've talked about King David. That's an example. Let's think about Joseph in Egypt. Joseph in Egypt. I'm trying to build a little bit at a time on this mindset. 
We know the story of, the, of uh, Joseph in Egypt. Ah, he was with his father and 11 brothers. And one thing that was mentioned that you can see character, you can see an attitude, a behavior, a lifestyle. God is saying that, and God will cultivate that. Genesis chapter 37, verse 2 is the first behavior of Joseph that we saw. 37, Genesis chapter 37, verse 2. The Bible said, Joseph was with his brothers, big brothers. He was the, almost the youngest among the 11, because there was a little one that came after him from his, from his mom. Genesis chapter 37, verse 2. Can you put that on, please? And the Bible said, Joseph will go with these other sons of his father, and maybe they separate themselves. Six of you take all this carol. You other six take this carol. And the group he was going with, they are older than him. And the Bible said, Joseph was with, the, with one of the... Let me look at this over here. Real quick, right? Verse 2, please. So Joseph was 17 years old and was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Silpah, his father's wife. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. That verse, that phrase is what I'm trying to refer to. He was reporting his big brother the way they were conducting themselves. So that, you know, that would be a problem for him. But it shows something that he is taking this thing seriously. Oh, they are father, my father's sheep. All of them are the sons of the same father. But he's saying, these are my father's sheep. And if these boys are misbehaving or taking some of them and selling it and putting the money in their pocket, whatever they were doing wrong, he was reporting them to her. So that is the first assistance where that will put him in trouble with the boys or with the bigger boys, that's correct. But that shows something about Joseph. When we say, what did God see in this guy that brought them this promotion? Excellent spirit. I'm not saying you should be reporting everybody, but you can just say an example of somebody that takes this thing he's doing seriously. Even though he was doing it for his father. And you can see the story of our Lord Jesus Christ. What did Lord Jesus Christ say always? I'm doing that for my father. My father. He was talking about my father. To show that when we say we are, we are working with the Lord, take him as your father. This job is my father's job. This ministry is my father's job, but I don't, it is my business, so to speak. And that brings me to quickly tell you about this next book that I have here. And I don't know why the Lord told me to stop at this point. This is one of these books that the Lord said put out there. This one is the new one, Fake Testimonies. And I brought about 20 for you guys that are over here. And you can, when you are going out, you pick some of them. These are more like testimony books. And the earlier ones, you have some few slides of those. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line, a little bit, a little bit. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In, 
in other words we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of god it's not just a one-time shot you must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up we shall continue this message in the next broadcast don't miss the next broadcast god bless you